Romans chapter 10 and verse 13. Plus, I got to get another drink of water. Thank you, brother. Sometimes, like, brother, a brother will pray, like, God bless his service. Amen. I'm, like, right in the middle of a drink of water. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Tell, tell, let's tell something about Jesus in the prayer. Amen. So, Romans chapter 10 and verse 13. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And with the help of God, I would like to preach... On the whoever call of God. The whoever call of God. This man was given 12 hours to live. He was going to croak, right? He was going to make a sound like a frog. So they had given him about 12 hours to live, and he was sitting in his hospice bed at home. And he began, see, he loved chocolate chip cookies. And he smelled the smell of chocolate chip freshly baked chocolate chip cookies coming from the kitchen and so although he wasn't feeling well he was especially weak he kind of flopped onto the ground and began to crawl in his last 12 hours of life towards the smell of the chocolate chip cookies coming from the kitchen and slowly he got closer and he saw them uh, cooling on one of those baking pans and couldn't stand up, but he figured if he could just grab one of the drawers, he began to reach up and to, to reach his hand slowly up and over. And he felt one of the gooey chocolate chips and he had his hand on one of the chocolate chip cookies. And he's like, this is so wonderful. And then all of a sudden he felt forcibly his hand removed and thrown down. And his wife said, get your hands off those. Those are for the funeral. Whoever call of God. It's sad, but true. It's like, oh. You know that sometimes in the life that we live, the call or the cookies are not for whoever. Have you recently been in an airport and we had tickets and we were towards the back of the bus, right? So have you ever been in an airplane? Calling group one. Group one, calling group one. Calling group two, group two, what were we like, group six? And I kept asking my wife, is it us yet? No. Is it us yet? No. Is it us yet? No. And then they kind of just say anyone else who wants to get on. You know, just everybody else get on. You're a group six, right? But the Bible tells us that there is a whosoever for the call of God. Now, maybe growing up, you began to see different things. And and we live in a world where it's not extended. The invitation isn't for everybody. You ever got an invitation? It's coming up to Valentine's Day. And everyone got a Valentine's Day card in the class except you. That everybody was picked for the sports team except you. Or maybe it was something that was... In a competition, you tried out for a military branch or you tried out for a college and you weren't picked. You didn't make the cut. And some things are a little bit more cruel. Uh, You know, when I was when I was a young man, we lived in Africa we went to South Africa in the 80s and they had a system of apartheid, which is basically institutionalized racism in the government. And they would keep people apart. And I went on. We were on a beach one day and there was a sign and it said no colored people. 
which means you had to be, I guess, I don't know, I just happened to be the correct color. But you were not allowed to go onto that beach if what they said, you were not part of that group. And on the other side, I lived in an African country called Zambia. And my friend, he was half black and half white, and we were playing soccer, like a local soccer game. Now, soccer is the big game in Africa. They call it football, but it's not foot, it's, it's soccer. So they were playing a pickup game of soccer, and my friend joined in, and it was a bunch of Zambians, and my friend was Canadian, and then there was me, the middle of the Oreo. So I remember one of the Zambians came up and he said to me, we don't like white people. So I stayed on the sidelines. Why? Because I was severely outnumbered. And that, and that, so what am I saying? That a lot of times in life, and it's just the way that it is, isn't it? It's unfair, it's uh, separated, and it's uh, not the whoever call of God. You see, the whoever call of God, it seems like so foreign to people because what do you mean? Anybody can come to Jesus. That's just exactly what I mean. God smashed down all the barriers. And I remember that reading in the book of Acts, he told this man called Philip, he said, hey, go get in the chariot of that guy. You know who the guy was? He was a black guy. He was an Ethiopian. And I can imagine him looking around going, me? I mean, I'm a Jew. You want me? And that's exactly how God is. He said, just jump on in because it's a whosoever call of God. The woman of Samaria, when Jesus came through, she tried to educate Jesus, said, the Jews... Don't have any dealings with the Samarians, the Samaritans. But you know what? I'm glad that Jesus came not for the, just the Samaritans, not just for the Ethiopians, but God so loved the world. And the Bible said that whoever, whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God says, I'll take anybody. Yes. You know, John 3.16 is such a wonderful verse. Have you ever heard of 666? You know what 666 is? The number of the beast, right? Do you know what 667 is? The neighbor of the beast. <laughs> but have you ever read John chapter 3 and verse 17? Have you ever read the... <laughs> have you ever read the neighbor of John 316? What is that? 317. Have you ever read it? It's awesome. Man, you should read the scriptures surrounding the ones that you love, and it gives greater context to the truth of the Word of God. In fact, read the whole thing. Did you read through the whole Bible yet, Spencer? Yes. Man, praise God. Second time I'm working on it right now. Are you going on round two? Praise God. You know what happens? How long does it take to read the Bible? Let me tell you. You want to know how? Honestly, how long does it take to read the Word of God? Do you know the answer, Sister Bigelow? She's giving me the scientific answer. You can read the Bible in like three minutes. <laughs> you can. If you just read it like, like you were reading it out loud, it's like, yeah, like three days. You can read the Bible. But, okay, so that's not what I was looking for. But you're right. It takes your whole life to read the Bible. I read it, and then I read it again. And which, what happens? I read it again. I, what happens? I read it again. And then when I get through, I read it again. And different things begin to pop up. Have you ever seen a pop-up book where you open it up and something just comes up in your face? I used to love those. And then you have the little things where you can make people wave and you pull the little papers. And if you buy one from the thrift store, they're like broken off. So the hand's kind of like down like this. And all the things are pulled out. 
by the last four-year-old or 40-year-old, whoever did it. Could have been dad. But when you read the Bible again, things pop up. And it's like, wow, that's real. When you come to the house of God, it's like a pop-up book. God's alive and God begins to deal with your heart. Other people might not see it, but it's for you. You know, the Bible says in John 3, 17, the Bible said, For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world, that's whosoever, through him might be saved. You see, when Jesus came, it wasn't to make you feel bad. You know that if God's dealing with your heart, it's so that we can feel good. You know, when a surgeon begins to deal with us and begins to magnify something with a magnifying glass, he's doing it. Have you ever seen, ever been to a dentist's office or a doctor's office? They have these lights and these magnifying. You can see like every zit on your face because everything's so bright and magnified. Why? Because they want to make sure that they can cut out the piece that's bad or they can treat the piece that they need to. That's what the Holy Ghost does. He doesn't magnify something and mock you. He magnifies something so he can help you. And the Bible says, whoever means, first of all, however, however, however God finds you, is the whosoever call of God. However, and you know, sometimes we invite people to church, you know what they ask? What, 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 do, uh, what do I wear? You know, what do I wear when I come to church? And, and that's, a, I guess, a good question, you know, because people think that if they come inappropriately dressed, that they'll be treated not like a whoever, but like a, a different kind of person. I'm not that way, I'm like, hey, I say, wear clothes. That's what I say. <laughs> wear clothes. And then I've also said, hey, you're going to the house of God. For, it means different things to different people at different places in their lives. And uh, say, preacher, but are you supposed to wear a suit? You know that when one guy came to Jesus, do you know what a birthday suit is? You know that? You know, please. I mean, I, I, would, I would encourage you to wear something besides. A birthday suit is what you were born with. And most of us, unless you're really hairy, it means nothing, naked. That's what your birthday suit is. Surely Jesus would not want someone to come to him in their birthday suit. There are limits, preacher. You know, there's no limits to God. Why do we place limits on God? Say, preacher, but is it in the Bible? Absolutely. Otherwise, why would I share it? Because if a preacher can't show you in the word of God, it's just an opinion. I have an opinion about Starbucks. I have an opinion about Coca-Cola. I have an opinion about Subaru. I have an opinion about music. I have an opinion uh, that my wife doesn't share. I mean, we've got all kinds of opinions. You know what they are? Opinions. But I don't want to share an opinion. I want to share that God is a however he finds you God. That's, he says, however you are, whoever come to him. So it says in Luke chapter 8. In verse 28, and when he went forth to land, there met him out of the city a certain man, which had devils long time, and he wear no clothes. So there was a crazy naked man running around. And the Bible said, neither abode in any house, but in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, I like this. He didn't run away. He cried out and it said, fell down before him and with a loud voice said, what have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of God of the most high? I beseech thee, torment me not. That was the demon talking named Legion. 
And the Bible said, if you read down and continue that Jesus cast out that demon, he didn't cast out the man. He accepted the man just however the man came. And so what? If you meet someone in their birthday suit, guess what? I don't know how that's going to happen, but... It happened with Jesus. And when Jesus cast the, cast the demons out, he proved that however Jesus finds you, that's how you come to him. You know that I'm thankful that when God came to Jesus, I was in a place where I was not excited or happy about spiritual things, but God showed me that his love was bigger than my however. It doesn't matter what you wear. It doesn't matter what you're going through. It matters that you come to Jesus. You know, let Jesus do the change. After Jesus did a work, you know, when God does a work in someone's life, he'll change you. He loves you too much to leave you where you are, but he also loves you too much to leave you how you are. But he'll take you just however you are. And the Bible said, notice the disciples weren't part of this. Have you ever been sanctified by one of the church members? I remember when I was a young Christian, the church members used to tell me, you need to do this and don't need to do this. And hey, that's what a pastor's for. You know what a lot of times a pastor says to somebody? Nothing. You know why? Because if one man can tell you something, another man can tell you something else. But if God tells you something, if God does something deep down in your heart, you know, a man can't do that. If God opens the door, man can't shut the door. If God shuts the door on your old life, guess what? No man can open it. I'm thankful that my sins are forgiven by the blood of the Lamb. Man may not forgive you. You know what they, Steve, they keep talking about all these celebrities. Oh, there was a movie clip of them saying a bad word. Where is the forgiveness? Oh, but ten years ago they did this. Brethren, I'm so glad that I grew up before the age of everything was on the internet. Because there's things about me. There's things that my mouth said. There's things that your mouth said. There's things that you wore. Or maybe you were in your birthday suit. There's things that a lot of people did. Brethren, there are times that I was a teenager out in public wearing the same clothes as that crazy man. But thank God there were no video cameras rolling that I know about. You're probably not going to find it on the internet, but I'm thankful that however God, I came to God, God saved me. However, I came to him and I'm thankful that God will do that for other people too. But then God will say, hey, wait a second. Now that I saved you, I'm going to change you. I'm going to make you, I'm going to show you how much I love you. The Bible says the people came out to see what Jesus had done. You know, when God does something, people will see it. People will see it when God does something in your life. I'm not talking about going to church, but that whosoever call of God. And it says that the Bible shares that then went out, they went out to see what was done and came to Jesus and found the man out of whom the devils were departed. I like that. You know what? When you come to Jesus, he casts out that old devil. And you know what? He can't come back. He shuts the door and cleans you up and he, he goes on to the throne of your heart. You know, for the devil, it's impossible to possess a Christian. You know why? Because Jesus sits on the throne of your heart. For the devil to possess a Christian, he would have to slap Jesus off the throne, which is up in heaven. He tried that before and Jesus didn't get slapped out. You know who got slapped out of heaven? The Bible said the devil came down to the earth like what? like lightning. Jesus won that battle. The Bible said he was sitting at the feet of Jesus. 
Ah, no more birthday suit, right? He was clothed and he was thinking right. You know that a lot of times if we're thinking wrong, God can get us to think right. I know we've all had our bouts with stinking thinking, but however we find ourselves, let us bring it to Jesus and let God make a difference. However, the whoever call of God is however he finds you and it's wherever he finds you. Now, if you're a Christian, do you remember where God found you? Were you, in the, when you, were you in your study praying or were you doing something else? God will take you wherever he finds you. You know that I'm thankful. When I was a kid, before cell phones, I grew up back in that old, the old days. I can say that back in the day because there were no cell phones back in the day. Okay? I remember the first cell phone, it was like a briefcase. In 1992, my dad was like the duty officer for the government in Hong Kong. So he had this briefcase that he carried into the car. And I called the only person I knew who to call. Home. <laughs> who do you call? I'm like, I'm in the car. I mean, I didn't even know what to say, right? But before that, we had something called phone cards. You remember those? I know you remember those calling Haiti. And you're like, oh, these ones are for the Caribbean. And these ones are for Guyana. And these ones are for Europe. And you get all these deals. Well, I had a credit card that my parents paid for. And it had my name on it, though. And you know what I could use it for? It was a phone card as well. So my parents were overseas in Hong Kong and Taiwan, and I was in the States. So it's very, very expensive. You people that remember this, to make a call, there's a connection fee. And then it's like a dollar a minute or something crazy, right? And the, you know, the, the connection, sometimes you say, hello, and then that person says, Hello, how are you? How are you? But that, that's, that's how it was, right? But you know, with the phone card, my parents paid the bill. You know what it said? You're never too far away from home to call. You know, with God, wherever you are, there's a phone card and it's called prayer and whosoever. I like that. That means if he said that, that means wherever we are, you can make that call. You can let God know about you. And you know, it's a preacher, but God doesn't know about me. Believe it or not, God knows about you. And not only God knows about you, God cares about you. The Bible said that there was a man named the, that we know him as the prodigal son. It wasn't, didn't say that in the Bible. It means wasteful. And he had left with his inheritance from his father and he wasted it with riotous living. He just went crazy on Amazon. No, he didn't. But he, went, he did some other things, right? And he, he, he uh, destroyed all of his money and then there was inflation in the economy. No, there was a famine. Worse than that. And he wound up feeding pigs. And the Bible says he went to a far country and he joined himself to a citizen and he, he did something. If you ever fed pigs, it's gross. They're dirty animals. You clean them up. You know what they do? They go find a mud pit filled with pig leftovers and they wallow in it. They go back and forth and they get all happy, right? And uh, that's what he was doing. But the Bible said he came to himself and he said, wait a second, how many hired servants of my father, the people that work for my dad, have bread enough and to spare and I perish with hunger? He made a decision. He said, I'm going to arise. I'm going to get up. You know, the first decision that you make is right here in your mind. You have to make up in your mind. You say, I'm going to get up. I'm not going to do this anymore. You know, maybe we've been sitting in self-pity or we've been sitting in something else. And we just say, you know what? I need to get out of this mindset. And he said, I'm going to arise. 
And uh, I mean, all the other servants said, you can't leave. You've got to stay. You know, a lot of uh, people, have you ever heard this about crabs? That if you catch crabs, you can put them in a bucket and you don't have to have a top. You know why? Because one crab is like, I'm going to get out and I'm going to get free. And one of your buddies will pull that crab right back down in there. They don't want you to get free. Maybe it's your friend saying, don't do that. Don't go to church. Don't start living that way. But you know what? He looked and he's like, I'm not making a decision for other people. I'm making a decision for me. I'm getting up. And the Bible said after he began to repeat that, you know, we'll begin to repeat certain things and then we'll begin to do them. If we say, I'm going to have a bad day, it's going to be a rotten day, and then you get that red light, see, prophecy, it was a bad day. But if we start to say, hey, today's a day where God's going to work. Today's a day where God's going to heal. Today, you know, my wife prayed for a lady, and it's God, right? And she had cancer. Young lady had cancer. They don't go to church that I know of. doesn't matter wherever God finds you. You don't have to be a Christian to get healed. You just have to believe in Jesus. And uh, the lady got out of the hospital and they couldn't find any cancer. And it was a rare form of cancer. Brethren, cancer takes people out just like COVID. But you know that? I'm thankful there's a big C and his name is Christ. And he's bigger than cancer. And he's bigger than COVID. And he's bigger than anything that we face. And wherever you are, you can call on him. The Bible said that he was far from his father, but he wasn't too far from that father. And the Bible said he arose and he came back to his father. You know the father was looking for him? And the father was looking for him. You know that you might not think this, but there's someone that's farther away than you could ever imagine. He's looking for you. I remember this lady called me from Uzbekistan. I've never been there. I didn't know. Well, anyway, so she's calling me and it was like that. Hello. Hello. It was that, that delay. Uzbekistan is near Afghanistan. It's one of the stands, which happens to be my father's first name. So we, uh, not Uzbek, but Stan. Right. That's my dad's first name. And I call him dad. I don't call him his first name. And we began talking and she was concerned about her unit and them finding Jesus. And they were stationed around Jacksonville. So she was getting the information of the church. That's pretty awesome. She's soul winning in a combat zone. Pretty awesome. Or in a foreign zone. I don't think there was combat in Uzbekistan, but they would deploy people there for Afghanistan because it was nearby in Iraq. And then she said, can you spell your name? And so I spelled my name, I, you know, B-I-G-E. And she goes, oh, I know you. And I'm thinking, wow, she knows me? <laughs> well, you see, there was a joke uh, about me taking long showers. It's a long story. I mean, it's like an old, but she had been in a church conference. <laughs> and she heard the story of me. And she goes, you're the one that takes long showers. <laughs> It wasn't that you preach right. It wasn't that you did. <laughs> hey, it's got to be a note for something. You know what? But that man, when he went back to his father's, the Bible said his father saw him a long way off. His father was looking for him. You know that God is looking for you. You might not think that anybody cares about you, but God cares about you wherever that you are. And there's a call. Not only however, not only whenever, but or wherever, but whenever, whenever God deals with your heart, whenever God deals with your heart, you know, the Bible says in Luke chapter 15, after the prodigal son, the wasteful son had been, had been received back to his father. They put a robe around him, shoes on his feet, a ring on his finger, and they said, slay the fatted calf. We're going to have a Super Bowl party. My son was dead. He's alive. He's back. 
There was another son. There was the older son. You know that this was a parable that Jesus told? You know who the older son was? The Pharisees. Those Jews that thought they were so great. And they were typified by the older son. You know, that's what the whole parable is about. It's really not about the younger son. Did you know that? He was talking to the quote-unquote older sons. The ones that knew better. The ones that quote-unquote never left into sin. They were always in church. Now his elder son was in the field. He was working for his father. And drew nigh to the house and heard music and dancing. And he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. What's going on? And he said unto him, thy brother is come. And thy father hath killed the fatted calf because he hath received him safe and sound. And that's where we get that term in modern English. And the older brother said he was angry and would not go in. Therefore came his father out and entreated him. And notice what he said. Lo, these many years do I serve thee. Neither transgressed I at any time thy commandment. And yet thou never gavest me a kid that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this thy son was come, which hath devoured thy living with harlots, thou hast killed for him the fatted calf. And he said unto him, I like this. He said, son, he said, thou art ever with me. He said, and all that I have is thine. With my wife coming to the piano, you know that uh, it doesn't say that you have to be a preacher to pray for people for healing. My daughter is eight years old. If my wife's feeling sick, my daughter runs up and puts her hand on my wife's head and said, Mommy, let me pray for you. Why? Because whoever can be however, wherever, and whenever God deals with your heart, that means whosoever, whoever God deals with. And the Bible says... For whosoever. Now there's unfinished business. Have you ever seen uh, those cell phones and it's, you're downloading it says further action required? You know, the Bible says for whosoever shall call. And that's what God's looking for. To call upon the name of the Lord. It said you'll be saved. That's just the word of God. There to close, there was a man named John Bisagno. He was a, an American preacher and he went to Belfast, Ireland to preach a revival. And one night, during a service, a man from Wales, so Wales is a place in England, W-A-L-E-S, and they have some serious accents in England. But you know what? They couldn't understand the American. (laughs) He couldn't understand a word I said, so he asked his sister in the congregation, throughout the message, what did he say? What was that? What's he saying? And so she replied disgustedly, Oh, be quiet. He's saying something about if you want to receive Christ, come forward. And right in the middle of the service, this man stood up and blurted out, Oh, yes, I do. And began to run down the aisle. Right in the middle of service. You see, what he's waiting for is, is that something for me? Is forgiveness for me? Is healing for me? Is love for me? Is restoration for me? Is power for me? And he realized his sister being the interpreter is for you. And he said, that's what I need. And he ran down and the pastor had the congregation stand and sing. And before they began to sing one verse of the song, 21 more adults came down and received Christ. They flooded the altar. What did they realize? Whosoever, whosoever means anybody. Anybody. 
whoever. And today, whoever. There's a song that said, whosoever surely meaneth me. You know that you can be far from God. You can also be, have been serving God as the older brother for many, many years. And you might think, well, that's not really for me. That's for new people. Let me tell you, it's for you. If healing's for a new person, healing's for you. If salvation is for a new person, well, restoration's for you. If a blessing is for a new person, well, guess what? You're with God. He'll bless you. Don't you know that all that you, all that you can call upon God for, it's yours in Christ. He's given you exceeding great and precious promises. You serve him. You know what? God would be honored if you claimed a big blessing from him. A big blessing. I mean a miracle. God does miracles for whoever, whoever, whoever shall call. Let's find a place to pray. You need something from the Lord. Come on up and receive it. Just say, God, I'm just going to receive. I'm a whoever. Are you a whoever? That means anybody. I'm an anybody. Everyone in here is an anybody. You know what? Let's claim it from Jesus. Just say Jesus and then claim it just like you believe it. God, I pray dot, dot, dot. Be very specific with God because you need to know that he answers your prayer specifically. And when you pray, he said, call on me and I will answer. Ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock. And it shall be opened unto you for everyone that asks it. Whoever asks, receives. God is waiting for whoever wants a healing, wants salvation, wants a relationship with God. However, wherever, whenever, God's calling. Lord, we glorify you. Have your way, Jesus, in the service, in our hearts, Lord. Whoever. gone. That's the devil. That's why God's dealing with your heart to say, come catch on fire with the love of Jesus. Let the Holy Ghost refine you. Lord, we glorify you. Whosoever, God.
God bless you is our prayer. The whoever call of God. And it's Valentine's Day tomorrow. Do you ever remember getting those Brocks, B-R-A-C-H-S, hearts? And they would have a message on the hearts and you would give them to people that you liked. And one of the messages on the hearts, do you remember these? It said, be mine. And you know what? That's the, that's the message that God laid upon us when he went to the cross. He tried to give you his heart and it was a red one. Be mine. God wants you. And what he wants you to do is take it and say, I own Jesus. I own Jesus' heart. I'm in the heart of God. And I have his promises. And if you prayed something today, claim it. And when all those discouragements come and say, oh, no, no, I didn't ask you, devil. I didn't ask you, self. You know, we can be our own worst critics, but I asked Jesus. And Jesus is going to hear my prayer. And then when he hears it and he blesses it, then I'm going to tell everybody what Jesus did. Amen. The world's going to know God's still alive. God's still alive. And he's still calling who so ever. Amen. Spencer, would you dismiss us in prayer? Appreciate our brother, brand new brother. Amen. You can stay brand new in God, though. You just keep getting renovated. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Amen.